So good morning, Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me again, Evelyn. Always a pleasure. So today we're going to talk all about pre-construction financing. And there are a variety of different ways in which consumers might use pre-construction financing. But let's start with one of the scenarios in which somebody might utilize pre-construction. So in my mind, it would be somebody who is looking to purchase a new property and they go in right when the builder is, you know, at the ground floor, they put in an offer, it's accepted by the builder, and yet the closing date or the day that they actually are going to move in might be years down the road. Yes, yes. But it's important, as always, that we are fully aware of what our financial, you know, I think, as I'm sure you are, would agree, that it's really important that people speak to their lender to ensure that the amount that they are purchasing is something that they can get the funds for. And I know for myself, I get a lot of people that call me and they say, I want to do investment. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Have you invested before? No, I want to buy a new construction. And what's so important about new construction to you? And they say, well, I want to buy it now. And then I don't want to close it for two or three years because by then I'll be able to save money and afford it. And that's always a little scary because yes, we can save some money, but how much money do you really want to save? And are you anywhere close to that number? Because if you aren't, then there's other things that happen. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that as well. But maybe you can talk about why it's important for them to get that pre-approval now and how it benefits the consumer or the buyer getting their financing pre-approval today, yet not closing for quite some time down the road. Of course, of course. And I'm going to start off by saying that uh, the, the pre-construction space has really, really changed over the years, especially during COVID, because from dealing with a lot of builders now, the builders are saying that clients are, are trying to get out of deals left, right and center. So they didn't have the necessary approvals and firm approvals set up back then. And now their situation might have changed where they're no longer able to get approved, especially with the hike in interest rates, uh, maybe appraisals coming back, possibly lower, depending when they bought it, of course. Uh, So deals are are falling through left, right and center in the pre-construction and the builder space. So it's very, very, very important to get approved now uh, because builders are actually requesting it. They're requesting a valid approval letter from one of the big financial institutions to make sure that, you know, two, three years, whenever the the pre-construction is going to be finished, that the deal will 100% go through. Right. I think that's important. And as we mentioned earlier, there's also, you were talking about interest rates. So we know during Mm -hmm. the pandemic, when money was pretty much free, (laughs) people were, were buying crazy. The demand was really high and of course the demand pushes prices and now things have changed and those interest rates are considerably higher and so they may not be able to afford you know the qualifications for the mortgage or the monthly payments 
So by getting a pre-approval, there are some benefits in terms of interest rate caps, correct? Yes, especially in the pre-construction space, there's a lot of benefits. So this would actually be considered a firm approval because we actually have a property in mind. A pre-approval is when you just want to run the numbers. It's kind of basically like a budget. But a firm approval through Bank of Montreal, we offer what's called the Builder Capped Rate Program. What that means is we can actually guarantee you a rate from now until 36 months, so a whole three years on that specific property, no matter what. So guaranteeing you that you will be locked in at a specific rate for the next three years. I like to tell clients it's the best of both worlds because what happens is, I'll be honest, the, the builder cap rate rates are generally a little bit higher than current market rates. However, it's giving you that flexibility to lock in. There was a client that about two and a half years ago, their pre-construction is closing in the near future. They went through this program. Now, they went to the builder saying, here's my pre-approval, everything's good, I did this two and a half years ago, everything's locked in, and they're currently locked in at two and a half percent. The builder actually came to me and was like, is this real, is this fraud, like two and a half percent, how did they get this? Well, they were locked in. At that point, they got their rate guaranteed for the full three years, and it's still valid to today. Now they're closing at two and a half percent versus you know six and a half, close to seven percent, and they're they're living the dream. <laughs> so right. by having Very that- Very happy. <laughs> Oh, anyone would be happy to see two and a half percent, especially with this market for sure. So they're, they they did the, the necessary steps in order to go through the process and, and offer what the bank has to offer. And they're taking advantage of that. Now, on the opposite side of things, though, with rates currently the way they are, just say someone buys a pre-construction now, they're good for 36 months, so three years. What you're saying is that getting this pre-approval today, the bank is going to hold that or cap that rate for a three-year period. Yes. Now, what would happen if the future rates go down between the time that they get the pre-approval, so like today and yeah. three years from now and the rates are lower, are they still gonna to have to pay that higher rate that they were qualified and approved at today? Not at all. So that's where pre-approvals or, or these rates conversations can really benefit the client because we work with the market. So as market rates start to go down, I have my list of pre-approved clients, whether it's pre-construction or just general pre-approvals. Well, I'll, I'll actually go back in the system, see their exact same scenario and see what rate I could offer them. You know, just say it's three months down the road and rates start to go down. I can go in and, and refresh the rate and get them that full three years again, and they'll be at the lower rate. So essentially okay. it's the best of both worlds. Absolutely. Now, when someone is qualifying for a pre-construction mm -hmm. financing, and they're paying that little bit above the market rate because basically it's an insurance policy, right? That they're kind getting. Of. That's the best way to think about um, it, yes. Yeah, because the bank doesn't know what is gonna happen in three years and they're gonna take that risk that, you know, if rates should go super high, they're still gonna give their client the money that they promised them as the scenario that you just said. So I think it's a worthwhile risk because if the rates go up like they have, you're protected. And if the rates go down, you're protected. So you may have to qualify it at a little bit higher rate today, but it gives you that flexibility moving forward. Absolutely. So that rate that they're qualifying today, because it's at slightly a higher rate, that mm -hmm. would affect the amount of money that they're qualifying for as well, correct? That is correct, yes. So whatever your rate is, plus 2%, that would be what's called the qualifying rate, the stress test that everyone talks about. Mm -hmm. However, again, it's the best of both worlds. They're qualifying 
as of right now at the worst case scenario. Like you mentioned, if rates go up, we're still good. We're still locked in at that rate. However, if rates go down, we can then go refresh, get that new rate, and they might actually end up being qualified for more of a mortgage if possible and if needed. So that's why it's the best of both worlds in this situation. And that's why it's really, really important to get your rates locked in at any time, just in case, because no one knows where the market's going to go. Right. And so in terms of term that they're selecting, do they still have the full spectrum of choice, whether it's a you know three-year term, one-year term, five-year term? Great question. So with our builder capped rate program, you have to pick a minimum of a three-year term. So three years, four-year, five-year and up. We cannot offer any variable rates on our builder cap rate program as well. It's only fixed rates because the variable, of course, is variable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So what are some of the risks that you would say someone who does not have a pre-construction approval in place faces down the road? Yeah. Well, we've talked about, yes, higher interest rates. What are some of the other risks? So being legally obligated to fulfill that and go through the process, I mean, I don't want to say the good thing is, but with a lot of these properties that were bought years and years ago, the values were a lot lower than what the actual praise values are now. So builders are being more lenient because from them, it's a, I guess, a selfish standpoint where they can then just go ahead, turn it over, sell it to the next person for a lot more than they sold it to the original person for. Uh, But you could be potentially legally obligated to fulfill that purchase, kind of like uh, going in on a a regular property, having the Mm. financing and everything set in stone. If stuff falls through, you could be legally liable. Okay. So you've told us some of the things that BMO does for their clients, such as they will have this pre-construction financing program. They can lock in your rate. They will give you the new rate. If the rates are going down during that three-year period between now and close, they'll adjust as we go along. What about uh, the appraisal of the property? We were saying that, you know, People are buying and the property is worth more, but there's also those instances, such as if you bought at the very peak of the pandemic, where maybe now it's not worth quite as much. So what does, or how does BMO look at that? So that is definitely a possibility then, and we've seen it currently where maybe they bought it at the height of the market of pre-construction. And uh, one thing that we do do is appraisal at the time of financing approval. So at the time that you get your purchase agreement and we're going through the application, uh, we actually have appraisers that will do the appraisal specifically based on the specs and the contract, the builder contract. So of course, nothing has been developed yet because you're still three years out. but that's where there's a major benefit. And, and from quite a few clients, a lot of the appraisals has come back at the value that they purchase at, um, if not maybe a couple thousand more. Um, thankfully, I haven't come across a situation on the opposite as of right now and, and knock on wood that I don't. But it, it's a great option to have your appraisal done at that time. Same thing. It gives you peace of mind that three years from now, if the market is down, at least that appraisal term and condition has been satisfied. Another main one too is the no income or or employment check back. So what we can do is along with the appraisal, down payment and all that fun stuff, we can actually confirm that as of right now and have that term and condition out of the way. We're not gonna go check back and look at your income couple months before the, the closing. Everything will already be satisfied and ready for closing three years out. 
That's very unique because we're always telling buyers that between the time that they get their pre-approval and the time that they close, there's certain things they shouldn't do. And one of them is change jobs, uh, you know, go and buy all new furniture on the brick uh, with the brick on credit because that's going to affect your your ratios. So are you saying, and is this only with new construction that they don't go back and check? Yes, only for new construction underneath our builder cap rate program. Just to rewind a little bit, I would never advise everyone or anyone to change their employment after getting in a contract like this, just to be on the safe side. Uh, but for a program like this, yes, we, we do confirm income and everything beforehand and, and we don't look back. Right. And so for the consumer, they still have to realize they're still liable to make those payments every month. Right. So (laughs) that's why you don't want to go and change your job or, you know, go get a whole bunch of credit that you're paying these other payments because it will affect your your personal ability to to pay back on a monthly basis. And there are little terms and conditions within there, too, where if there are certain material changes. So, for example, one thing that we do offer is financing based on the appraised value versus the original purchase price. So if we're looking at that closer to closing and maybe we redo another appraisal because we think the value is a lot higher, that could be subject to new income verification. So if there's changes like that, that could be, but if it's just, nope, we're looking on financing on the original amount, everything is clean and and the same for the next three years, no problems there. So why would somebody want to get a new appraisal closer mm-hmm. to closing? I mean, obviously you would you you're doing it because you're assuming that the appraised amount is greater, but why would somebody want to do that? Absolutely. So like you mentioned, you're assuming that the value is going to be a lot higher. So the whole idea is because we do financing based on appraised value, I've had clients in the past where they purchased a pre-construction for call it 300,000. They waited the three, even four or five years based on the, the builders getting delayed and the value is at 600,000. So technically we can do financing based on the 600,000 valuation that it came back at. We're not so much in an environment where we're seeing pre-construction though selling for as low as it was. Who knows where the market will be three years from now? If that is an opportunity, that could be something that someone takes advantage of where they could end up with you know an extra $100,000, $150,000 after everything's said and done in their pocket to maybe start their next investment journey. That's a good, a good strategy for sure. Absolutely. Let's talk about assignment sales. So this is where a transaction of the original buyer is unable or doesn't want to close. And so what they do is they assign or they sell their rights to that agreement of purchase and sale to somebody else. And there's a lot of little bits that go with assignment sales. So in many cases that has to be approved by the builder, you can't market it anywhere on MLS especially if the builder still has product that they're trying to sell. Sometimes the builder will have to approve. And my understanding too is that from the financial point is the original purchaser may still be liable if the second purchaser doesn't close or doesn't pay, right? So in terms of assignments, what are you seeing and what is BMO able to do for financing? Yeah, so assignment sales are essentially basically the same as buying the pre-construction. You're just buying it at a different price than originally purchased at. So there's situations where maybe a client takes advantage and, and buys the assignment, you know, halfway through the contract. Maybe a client ends up speaking with the builder and, oh, it's going to be delayed a year and a half. I don't want to wait an extra year and a half on top of how many years I have left. So I'm just going to try and sell it uh, for a little bit of a... a 
I guess, a financial gain, but also give that person a good discount. So then everyone's happy at the end of the day. So it's just really taking advantage of distressed sellers, I guess you can say, um, or even sellers that they don't necessarily want to deal with it anymore. And they can take advantage by getting a discounted price. Right. So some of the benefits of an assignment would be, as you said, a price advantage. So the new buyer may be getting it at a better price than they could on buying a brand new one from a builder right now. Time saving is a big one because maybe somebody wants to have that little bit of extra time. So that would be an advantage. And then also choice of property. They may have wanted to get in that particular building or development. Their model was sold out and now they have that opportunity to get back in. So there are some benefits to an assignment sale, but there's also some caveats. So I would really strongly recommend that anybody who's looking to do that really understands, understands the math of it and obviously speaks to their legal counsel because you've also incurring some liability when you assume that assignment sale. Yes. And I always recommend have a great real estate lawyer handy because they can help answer, especially when it comes to assignment, all the questions. They can make sure that it is intact to protect your needs. So in terms of BMO and their qualification for assignment sales, it's exactly the same as a regular mortgage then? Yes, that's exactly it. So it it all comes down to as well, the appraisal and you know, a lot of different uh, scenarios. So I like to give client examples. I had a client purchase an assignment off of uh, someone else. It was about a year and a half to two years into the contract. There was still, I think it was a three-year build, but then it got delayed for two years. So he had to then wait three years from when he bought it. However, just say, again, throwing random numbers out there. I don't remember the specifics. She bought it at 300000 He actually ended up buying it off of her for a total of 400 of a purchase. So she still made money. But then by the time it was built, it was worth 650. So it was a great opportunity for him because he was able to take advantage of the lower value at that specific time. Going back to what you were saying with the time savings, he had all the time in the world. He could wait. That's why he purchased it. And he was able to take advantage because the value went up by $250,000. Right. Great. And I'm assuming that that pre-construction program would also apply to people who are buying assignment sales. That is correct. Yes. Okay. So that's another great way to get into the market as well. So any tips that you have for buyers who are looking to purchase new properties? Speak with the builders and have a great real estate lawyer, making sure that everything is intact. When it comes to purchasing pre-construction, there may be extra fees at the end and everything's said and done because sometimes people don't take into consideration upgrades and all that. So making sure that everything is one price package. Along with that, a lot of people that don't realize that if you are planning to rent out the purchase of a pre-construction unit, there will be it is subject to HST. So there's actually a lot of extra closing costs that you have to take into uh, into consideration. Uh, So again, speak with a real estate lawyer, they can give you the breakdown and, and help you out with the numbers. Right. Okay. Great advice as always. Thanks so much for joining us, Kyle. And if our listeners would like to get in touch with you for any questions or for a consultation or a a pre-approval, what's the best way for them to do that? So they can call me directly at 647-331-8850. They can also email me at kyle.cole, K-Y-L-E dot C-O-L-E at bmo.com. 
Awesome. And we'll make sure that we put that information in the show notes as well. Thanks again, as always. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Realty Bites, conversations on real estate and lifestyle. Bye for now.